you're, you're going to suffer some persecution. You're going to suffer some things down here. The devil's going to make sure that he's going to attack your life. I, I, I'm attacked more when I'm living closer to God than when I'm further away from God. I find myself, when I'm trying to push in to the things of God, the attacks seem to get a little stronger. Are you listening to me today? But listen, you're going to press through and you're going to make it to the other side. God is with you. Even though you are in the fire, you will not smell like smoke. You will come out on the other side. Though you may be in the valley, you will fear no evil. Why? Because God is with you. Somebody say God is with me. Do you know God is with you wherever you go? You know God is with you. We need to serve. We need to serve. Somebody was walking in fear, talking to the pastor. And the pastor, you need to get a revelation. Wherever you go, God is with you. He's with you today. He's for you today. If God be for you, doesn't matter who's against you. It used to be a song we used to sing. If God be for me, who can be against me? Who can be against me? Who can be against me if God is for me? Who can be against me? Greater is he that is within me. Man, that's powerful. Some of you like that? Maybe I should join the worship team. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that only in the Holy Ghost. Greater is he that is within me. Within me. Within me. Whoo, man. I get excited singing about that. Some of us need to start singing some scriptures. I might, it might start becoming more real to you. Then you won't be coming in with a long, drawn-out face. Hallelujah. You'll be coming in excited about the things of God. Glory to God. The greater one's in you. Hallelujah. So we have to talk about the, the golden text of the Bible. What is the golden text? of the, When we're talking about the love of God... Can somebody tell me the golden te love text of the Bible? Can anybody, anybody, anybody? What? <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah, do unto others. That's a good one. God got me on that one the, uh, last week. I was treating somebody really bad. <laughs> Not right. And he said, you want to treat people the way you want to be treated. That, that's, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's called the golden rule. But I'm saying the golden text on love. So it's something different. But you guys were close. The golden rule. Then you got the royal law. You know, there's the golden rule and the royal law. You know what the royal law is? Love your neighbor as yourself. That's the royal law. So the royal law is love your neighbor as yourself. Are you getting it this morning? Amen. Are we in Sunday school class today? Okay. The royal law is love your neighbor as yourself. That's the royal law. James talks about that. It talks about in Galatians. Jesus talks about that. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. That's part of loving God. Amen. And then you got the, the golden rule. And that's, um, and that's do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I, I know that one pretty well because I, I used to get in arguments with my, with my siblings. And my mom, when we ever got in an argument, she would say, that's, okay, that's, you know what you're going to do? You're going to write down 50 times, do unto others. Man, I had to write it down. Do unto others as you will have them do unto you. And I'm telling you, that got on the inside of me. And that learned, you know, we need to learn to treat people the way they want to be treated. Amen. Amen. And so, but, but I want to talk about the golden text of the love 
of God in the New Testament and the golden text, which is, this is me, I made this up, okay? That's why you guys don't know it. The golden text is John 3, 16. Anybody know it? Anybody know John 3, 16? Does anybody know it in, in the house today? John 3, 16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then I love 17. For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world, but that the world uh, through him might be saved. So listen, God's not looking to condemn you this morning. Amen. He's looking to save you. He's not, looking at, he's not looking at your missus. He's looking at what you're doing right. You made it to church today. You're starting your week off right, glory to God. Just forget about the past and keep pressing in to the goodness. So, so the golden text, the love text of, of the New Testament is John 3, 16. And so let's unpack that for a couple minutes this morning and, 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 and just get something... Uh, from John 3, 16, God's love, number one, God's love is unconditional. Let me, let me just, uh, let me say it this way. God's love is unconditional. That means that God's love is absolute, unrelenting, and it's steadfast, and it's unfailing. God's unconditional love for us is not based on our moral goodness or our ability to meet his righteous requirements in our own strengths. But it's based on his goodness and the love that he has for his creation. God's love is demonstrated uh, to us through the sacrifice of his son on the cross. So can somebody say, th this is bottom line. God's love is, is in the form of this one word called grace. We can't work for God's love. His love is based on his grace. And then what, what does grace mean? It means unmerited favor. That means that we don't earn God's favor or we don't earn God's blessing. We, it's unmerited. We, we can't earn it, glory to God. Amen. You can position yourself for greater. Amen. But, but, but you can't earn salvation. That's what I'm talking about. You cannot earn salvation in your own standing. You have to have God's grace to give you his salvation. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Lots of people today think that they can just live a so-so good life because they compare themselves to everybody else, and they think because they're just good and moral people, they're going to make it to heaven. But it's not based on that. It's based on Jesus being the perfect God-man that walked this earth perfectly and went to a cross he did not deserve, and he paid the punishment for our sin. Glory to God. And it's the great, you know, divine exchange. And Jesus exchanged his goodness to us, and we exchange our sinfulness to him on the cross. And thank God, I have Jesus' goodness today. You have Jesus' goodness today because of the grace of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says when we get to heaven, nobody can boast about how great we were down here to obtain heaven. No, we can only boast on the greatness of Jesus. That's good news this morning because, listen, you don't have to be a perfect person to make it to heaven. You just have to be a forgiven person. 
Hallelujah. We're forgiven, glory to God. God, you know, he, he forgives us. He throws our sins as far as the east is from the west. Quit beating yourself up and walk in that truth, amen? Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I like what it says in Ephesians 2, 4 and 7. It says, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which he has loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Then I love this. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Think about that. So what is, what is, what is uh, Paul saying here? He's saying that, that we were saved by grace, not of works. But he's saying that God not only saved us and we have eternal life, but God's going to continue to show how much he loves us when we get to heaven. And he's going to continue to show how much he, he loves us because we were willing to receive his son, Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Titus says it this way. Um, in three, uh, Titus 3, 4, 5 says, When the kindness of the love of God our Savior towards man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing and regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. God's unconditional love is based on God giving us free will. I'm going to say that again. God's unconditional love is based on God giving us free will. God loves us enough for, to give us free will or free cho choice to serve him or not to serve him. He loves us that much. He will love you. He will love you all the way to hell, baby. If that's what you want to take and you want to take a road to, to the, the, the low road to hell, he, he's not going to stop you if that's what you want. Because he, you have free will. He's going to try to. He's going to do everything he can. He's going to throw every roadblock in the way. He's going to have a praying mom that's going to keep praying for you. Glory to God. He's going to have people around you that's going to keep witnessing to you. But if you want to persist, you can go down the wrong path. But thank God we're persisting to go up the right path. You can persist. You know, I, I love this because some theologians will teach, well, God will choose some to be saved and some to be damned. I don't believe, I believe all, all are, are called to be saved. Amen. We choose. Amen. And you say, where do you find that at? Well, let me just say this. Back in, uh, in Genesis, when, because I don't believe that God creates people to, go, to do evil and to be just evil people. I believe people choose evil. Are you listening to me today? And when, when Adam and Eve, when they, when they had two sons, Cain and Abel, and, and, and Abel was blessed because he brought a great offering, and that offering was awesome, and God blessed that offering, and, 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 and Cain got upset about that because Abel's offering was blessed and Cain's offering wasn't. Cain got upset about it. He got angry about it. But listen, the communication of man and God was not cut off when they left the garden. God still communicated with his man. And God still spoke to Cain. And God said to Cain, don't be mad. You know, you can do good too. God tried to keep Cain from killing his brother. 
But Cain had his own will. His own, he had his own will, and he chose to go the wrong way. But God was trying to get him to go the right way. God's always trying to get us to go the right way. The devil's always trying to get us to go the wrong way. And the wrong way will always, we'll always end up in a bad place when we go the way of the devil. But when we go the way of God, it's always going to be a good place. A good place in God. So nobody's ordained to go to hell. Everybody, I'm telling you, is ordained to go to heaven. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? God is so good. Everybody, the Bible says that, that, that God's not willing that anybody shall perish, but that all come to the saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's not willing that any to perish. If people are perishing, it goes back to, you go back to the golden text. Do you know why people are perishing? You're going to have to read down a little lower. You have to read eight, uh, John 3, 18 and 19, which says that people love the darkness more than they love light. And they chose darkness over the light. But I'm going to love the light. I'm going to love God. I'm going to love the truth. I'm not going to live in a fantasy world. Somebody say, I love the truth. You can't handle the truth. No, I'm kidding. But God's love is sacrificial. The I'm going to say this, God's love is sacrificial. He sacrificed his very best son, the sinless spotted lamb of God, for, our very, for the very worst of us. I'm telling you, God sent his son Jesus for the very worst sinner on planet Earth. And if that person, Hitler, probably was one of the worst people on planet Earth. And, and Jesus' blood was powerful enough to cleanse Hitler from his sins. If Hitler went to, to Jesus and repented. What? Hitler? Yes. The blood of Jesus is so powerful. It, it, the, the lowest of the low, it can wash the lowest of the low. And you're not that low. <laughs> Amen. Only by the grace of God. And if we're going to walk in God's love, we're going to have to learn to be people that sacrifice to others. We're going to have to learn to live a sacrificial life. Amen. We have to learn to be, to put other, the principle of putting other, other people first. It's weaved all the New Testaments. Romans 12, 10 says this, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor given preference to one another. So man, if we're going out to eat after church this morning, uh, then you need to give your wife you know, the option. What do you want to go to eat? Okay, we'll just continue. But uh, I, I always get my way. Anybody ever get, always get their way? I, I tend to get my way a lot. And my wife says, you always get your way. I say, okay, where, where you want to? Okay, we won't go there. But anyway, Philippians 2, 3, and 4. I try to let her have her way every once in a while. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Listen to that. Let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Something about Cain said to God, when God says, where's your brother? Cain said, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, we're supposed to look out for each other. We're supposed to make sure that, 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 that each of us are staying on that, 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 that straight and narrow road. I love this. Jesus demonstrated the selfless love in Mark 10, 45. 
when he said, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus, even though he's the King of kings and he's the Lord of lords, he did not come to be served, but he came to serve others. Think about that. And the Bible, and Bible actually says it this way. It, 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 the disciples were arguing with each other, trying to figure out who was going to be top dog in heaven. And they were arguing with one another. And Jesus said, the greatest of you will be servant of all. God, you know, the God kind of love puts other people first. Number three, the God kind of love is personable. God did not want us to live by just a set rules. We, I'm glad we don't have a religion that, that, that's just based on Bible teaching only. I, I'm glad it's not just a doctrine. I'm glad it's just, I'm glad our, our, our Christianity is not just a philosophy. I'm glad it's more than that. I'm glad it's all about Jesus and Jesus became personable. God became personable. God became a person down here on planet Earth so we could touch him, so we could walk with him. He became personal. God became man in the flesh. God honored man and became just like us. Wow. That's amazing. So God became man and became just like us. And guess what's going to happen? We're going to be just like Jesus in the sweet by and by because we're going to get glorified bodies. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? And we're going to be just like him. He came down to, to our level so he could bring us up to his level. Woo! Somebody say grace. He's bringing us up to his level. There's my hop again. He's bringing us up to his level. He came down to our level so he could bring us up to his level. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? God loves us. Amen. I'm telling you, God is so awesome. John 17, 23, 26. It says this. And this is the priestly prayer. Because you can walk in the love of God. It says this. I am them and you and me that they may be perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me. This is Jesus praying. And the love, and you love them as you have loved me. The love that, that God has for Jesus is the same love that he has for us. God loves you just as, he loved, just as much as he loves Jesus. That's awesome. And then in the priestly prayer 1726, John 1726, he says, this is Jesus saying, I have declared them your name and will declare it that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. So Jesus was praying to the Father that the same love that Jesus walked in, that we can walk in. Do you believe that today? I believe that today. So we need to get a revelation of God's love. That in, in, in Romans 5, 5, it says the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. We have the capacity to love like Jesus. Listen, God, God's not unjust. Jesus is not unjust. In John 13, 34, Jesus said to his disciples, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Jesus said that they could love, the disciples could love, just like how Jesus loved them. If Jesus said that, then we can do it. 
Do you believe it today? Number five, God love, um, God's love, and number four is God's love is acceptable, amen? And, and, and that, mean, that means that we can accept God's love, amen? And number five, God's love is accessible to all. I love this. God loves not just for a few chosen people that God has selected, but is accessible for all that believe. In Acts 10, 34, Peter opened his mouth and said, Of the truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. I'm going to say this to you today. It doesn't matter how bad that person might be that you might know that may not seem like they will ever get saved, but God can reach down in their darkness and God can pull them out of that darkness and God can bring them in to his marvelous light. Amen. Apostle Paul was in deep darkness when he was called Tar Saul of Tarsus. He was persecuting the Christians. He was the Hitler of that day to the Christian church. And, and nobody would have thought that God could change this man, Tar Saul of Tarsus, that were killing Christians, that were putting Christians in jail. He, he was doing it thinking that he was serving God. He was zealous for the Ju Judaism. And, but God was able to turn him around and he can turn around around anybody that you may know that may be so deep down in darkness God has the power to bring them out of it do you believe that today it doesn't matter who they are God can light your fire they can, he can light I'm telling you glory to God God can do it hallelujah so the so the key here I love this in Acts 10 34 uh, uh, message it says Peter Fairly exploded with the good news. It's God's own truth. Nothing could be plainer. God plays no favorites. It makes no difference who you are or where you're from. If you want God and are ready to do as he says, the door is open. The message is he sent his children of Israel that through Jesus Christ, everything is being put together again. Well, he's doing it everywhere among everyone. So in Acts 10, 34, he's saying that God doesn't, doesn't have any favorites. We're all his favorites. Somebody say, I'm God's, I'm God's favorite. You are all his favorite, glory to God. Well, I'm going to have to shut this down. Man, I didn't even get through half my message, amen. Can I just give you five points before we shut this down? Um, and I'm going to make them fast. I'm just going to make it practical today, okay? And it's, and it's going to be done in about 30 seconds. Or give me two minutes. Can you give me five minutes? <laughs> just, 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 just bear with me with five, five practical principles. Um, in love. Uh, in love, you need to verbalize it. Verbalize love. When was the last time you told your spouse you loved them? It's silent in this church today. When was the last time you said, I love you, baby? This morning. Come on down and get, get a candy. Hallelujah. Amen. He verbalized it. Glory to God. It might be a, you might have a good night tonight. Amen. So, so we got to verbalize it. I'm going to say this. Spouses, you need to tell your ladies that you love them. You need, you need to verbalize it. I'm going to say this with God. Worship and praise is all about telling God you love him. When you worship, when you praise and praise God, and, and you're telling God you love him, and, and you need to verbalize it. I love you, Heavenly Father. I love you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Holy Spirit. You need to verbalize that. I love you, Heavenly Father, like I love ice cream. No, 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 I... No, no, don't say it that way, but I love you. Somebody say, I love you. Number two, we need to write it or text it. 
Try to send a text of gratitude or encouragement to your loved ones. Try to let them know that you love them. I, I, I tell guys that I love them, but I, I, I bro it up. I say, I love you, man. <laughs> I bro it up, man. You just got to bro it. I love you, man. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? You can tell, you can tell other guys that you love them. Just <laughs> love you, man. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You can let them know. Even guys want to know that they, that they feel appreciated, that they feel loved, glory to God. Write it or text it. Uh, number three, give it. Uh, I, I put this. Uh, my dad, before he would leave the house, would, would give my mom a kiss before they ever parted. So I don't know how many years they've been doing that, but they would give each other a kiss. Oh, he would be walking out the door. Oh, honey, I forgot my kiss. What if we started kissing our ladies? I know you're loving this this morning. What if we started kissing our spouses before we left them? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Now I'm I'm saying a nice sweet kiss, you know, nothing too passionate because you don't want to be missing work. But what are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? You don't want to get too passionate. Am I? Am I okay, you, we'll just keep moving on. Okay. We'll keep moving on. But, but my mom would have, and, and, and I, I try to practice that. I only practiced twice probably last year. But, and uh, and uh, I remember I was out the other day, and I was out doing some soul witnessing. And uh, I, bought, I bought Yina a slice of cheesecake. She loves cheesecake. And I never buy, I never do anything that, that often. And I brought her a cheesecake. And she was so sweet to me. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was, she called me on the phone, and she, she called me sweetheart. <laughs> Instead of bonehead. <laughs> And, you know, I was really shocked. I said, man, that, that cheesecake went a long way. Are you hearing? I'm telling you, I had a good day that day. Hallelujah. So, so it's, it's just, you know, in other words, not just give, give something little. You don't have to give something big, but just give little presents to those that you love. Just bless somebody. You know, just last week we had, the, we had Dave that came out and he helped us with the TVs. He didn't ask for anything. He was doing all. And I just felt led to give him a gift card to bless him. Why? Because people want to feel appreciated. People want to feel like you love them. And nothing beats love than getting cash money or whatever. <laughs> and number five, uh, oh, number four, we need to forgive it. We just need to let it go. We just need to let things go. You know, it, so they say a snide walk, just let it go. Just let things go. We just need to learn to let things go. If you can't let it go, if, if the Bible says, if you got a problem with somebody, go talk to them in love. Amen. Talk to them in love. Get it off your, your, your shoulders. And, and then that you might need to do that. But if you can't talk to them, just let it go. Amen. Let it go. Just, just learn to forgive. It will hinder your love walk. And then number five, live it. Always be, listen, I'm going to say this. Um, always try to be putting something in somebody's bucket. Don't take out of their bucket when you meet somebody. Put into their bucket. What do I mean by that? Always try to find something that you can uh, give a sincere compliment over. Always try to find something that, that you know, if they're, if they're wearing a Dallas Cowboy t-shirt, well, I won't go there, but, um, but always, you know, always find something good. 
I think we got a Dallas man in here. But um, always find something good to say about somebody. Put something in their bucket. I was working out the other day, and this guy was a little older than me. I asked him how old he was. He was 58. And uh, I said, man, you're an inspiration. He was working out hard. I said, you're an inspiration. And he just bowled up. Like, thank you, man. Thank you, man. You know, and, you know, and it, that, that opens people's hearts. Why? Where I could bring in the gospel. You know, open people's hearts up. A sincere compliment can go a long way. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.